and a spider. And a spider. And a spider. There's a spider on the ceiling. And it's walking towards us. It's one of those furry black jumping ones. He's walking away now. Your little song made him leave. Do you feel insecure now, Spider? Go. He doesn't want to be on the uh, podcast. He was like, oh shit, they're recording. Ah, I'm not into this recording stuff. I don't like my old voice. That or he just has stage fright. Stage? Yeah, whatever. The ceiling is his stage. Hello, guys. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And I say guys because I assume most of you are guys. I don't. I assume every single one is a lady. Yeah, this is a lady every podcast. Every single one. Where we talk about feelings and guys and butts. So many butts. I'll talk about butts. I have a flat butt, non-existent butt. I used to have a really nice, juicy, round butt, and it's turned into a flat-sitting square butt. <laughs> Michelle square butt pants. <laughs> uh, sorry. So we reviewed a. We have not reviewed yet. We are going to review. We listened to. We mentally reviewed and we'll be verbally reviewing an album that I chose. Uh, one of my absolute favorites. This is a huge pivotal album for me at a certain time in my life i loved it very much it has when's that time affected me my first boyfriend he was uh pretty mentally verbally abusive it did get physical after a little while and michelle walked around with bruises on her um but this was a big this album was huge and uh kind of giving me the balls to get the fuck out of that situation and it's something i love fiona apple i think she's incredible so we are going to be reviewing win the pawn by fiona apple so does when you listen to this album do you think of that motherfucker um it takes me back to that time a little bit but it's very empowering for me this album is even though she has a very pessimistic nature which i do too so it's still like trying to be positive and trying to move on. Uh, and her pessimism, though, it's still like a positive album, I'd say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But she still just kind of have there. You there definitely. I don't know how much you can tell what the lyrics are, or if you did much reading mm, of them. I didn't read any of the lyrics. This is one of those albums you can kind of. You just for the most understand. part you can tell what she's saying. Yeah. And I think it's also one of those albums where I don't necessarily need to know what she's saying. I can just kind of hear it in her voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't really need to know what she's saying. She could have been saying, mum, 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 mum. And I'm pretty sure I still would have known what she was trying to say. Just from the way she said it. Yeah. Little preview. I think she is very good with her lyrics. I think she writes very colorfully and uh, is very vivid with her words. I am a huge fan. And this, I loved her when Criminal came out. Yeah, me too. Um, But I didn't have her album or anything. And then I had heard a song or two off of this because this was her second album. And I didn't have it for a while, but there was just a piece of me that knew that I needed it in my life. And it was everything and more as far as I'm concerned. It's one of my all-time favorites, like top five favorite albums. This is a top fiver. Yeah. Have we breached a top fiver yet? Is this the first of your top fiver? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. TLC doesn't count as a top no. fiver, does it? That's 
that's just real, really oh, deep wait. in my history. Shit. Tiny Tim, that's definitely in the top that's five. That's not a top five. <laughs> <laughs> the spider is coming back. Ah, I really gonna... want to spray it and kill it because it doesn't deserve no. to be inside the house. Leave him alone. He's just hanging out. He is walking towards us. He's not just yeah. hanging out. He's Yeah, he's hanging out. And I wouldn't give a shit if it wasn't a black a furry jumpy? jumpy spider that I've had jump at me before when I tried to get it off the ceiling. <laughs> so I just see that happening again. It's going to come over to us. I'm going to forget that it exists. It's going to fall in my mouth. I'm going to freak <laughs> out. It's going to be podcast gold. Uh, so it is currently, what day is it today? We're oh. recording two days before Christmas. Yes, the day before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve, and as the, I would call it. The day of our Lord is when we all usually record this anyway on Sundays. On Sunday. So we are giving you life into your week. We're breathing life into our own week. And we are trying to reinvigorate you halfway through your week and trying to get ready for our own christmas thing which we are doing in this very house that we are recording this in yeah we have the space so i offered to host and then always regret it because of all of the work that needs to be done all the preparation and just realizing how absolutely lazy we are <laughs> when things need to get until like, it's go time oh yeah i need sudden, to it's like all the details like oh yeah i need to make sure fans mm -hmm. are dusted because if yeah. people look up it's gonna look like some of the summers still up there and some it was the summer still up there <laughs> there's an inch of sam's skin dust up there uh, it, was, mm. it was bad the one in the main room was bad so do you know anything about this album you usually tell me when it came out Oh, you want facts. Usually, you kind of give me a little uh, rundown. Usually? It wasn't 90, 1994. It was not 1994. So the album, When the Pawn, is, that is actually the shortened title. I will read the full title here. It was the in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest album title up until 2007. It doesn't say who took it over. But what? It doesn't say who took it over? No. So this yeah, is... That's what Sam's doing. Research-wise, while you tell us the name of this title. This is the full and complete title, which is a poem that only kind of rhymes. It's not your standard uh, layout, so bear with me if I get tongue-tied here. When the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like the... Ah, I'm already fucking it up. When the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows when he goes to the fight, and he'll win the whole thing before he enters the ring. There's no body to batter when your mind is your might, so... When you go solo, you hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you know where to land. And if you fall, it won't matter because you'll know that you're right. And then she issued a video in 2016 saying, except for when you're wrong, because sometimes you are, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did some research while you told us the title. Okay. Chumbawamba took over. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. In 2007? Sh shortened title. No. It was, it was 2009. Somebody else might have done oh. it before, and then Chumbawamba took it. Okay. But the current longest title, which now I'm going to read, okay. is this. This is all off the top, by the way. I haven't looked at this at all. 
the boy bands have won, and all the copyists and the tribute bands and the TV talent show producers have won. If we allow our culture to be shaped by mimicry, whether from lack of ideas or from exaggerated respect, you should never try to freeze culture. What you can do is recycle that culture. Take your older brother's hand-me-down jacket and restyle it. Refashion it to the point where it becomes your own. <gasps> but don't just regurgitate creative history or hold art and music and literature as fixed, untouchable, and kept under glass that people who try to guard any particular form of music are like the copyists and manufacturer bands doing it the worst disservice because the only thing you can do is music that will damage it, not change it, not make it your own because then it dies, then it's over, then it's done, and the boy bands have won! Oh my god. So to anyone who thought that Fiona Apple was pompous, uh, that is way worse. <laughs> Yeah. Way worse. The shortened title, The Boy Bands Have Won. The Boy Bands Have Won. <laughs> well, Chumba Wumba. When the Pond by Fiona Apple was released November 9th, 1999. 99. I remember when this album came out and they were all... We were in eighth grade. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't do the math. But I remember when it came out and they were... Everybody was talking about how long the title was and it was like the big thing about it. And I think there was a... SNL jokes like on Weekend Update about it. Okay. So you could probably find those if you wanted to. I think I have a small memory of that. Could be wrong. Could be. But I think that's true. So it came out at the very end of the former millennia. Since we are now in the new millennium. Yes. Almost 19 years in. This came out over 20 years ago. Oh my God. I didn't even put that together. It's oh my God. Yeah, I know I know how that sounded, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm also not happy with it. But uh, it's just, just how it crazy time. Time is fucking time nuts. Time really just disappears. So we are going to go into track one. Are you ready, Samuel? I'm motherfucking ready. Samuel. Sammy Yule. That's what I'm saying. Are you talking about my birth certificate? Your birth certificate that was misspelled for a chunk of your early life? (laughs) Yes. We lost the original birth certificate and had to order a new one, and it showed up, and it was spelled S-A-M-E-U-L. Samuel. 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 And then the lady made me spell it that way on the driver's license. But ever since then, it was that old bitch dicky that's there. So they didn't care anymore. Oh, so your your birth certificate is still misspelled. Probably, but the original one wasn't. They just from what <clears> I the was reissue told, was when misspelled. they reprint them, they just like type it in. So it was a They're typo. Not making a copy of your original one, they are just sending you like a new form. So it was a typo from some idiot. Yes, that's wow. at least what I was told. I don't know if that's true. All right. All right, let's go into track one of Win the Pond, Fiona Apple, 1999, On the Bound. Very dramatic. If this is what you expected, this is what you're getting. You were correct. I didn't know what I expected, personally. I expected every song to sound like... One I knew. And they do not. That's the only song on the album like that. I'd say they're all their own song. None of them are. Uh, can't really say it's like, oh, this is the Fiona Apple type song. Yeah. They're all their own. Like, but this song I wrote that I like the spooky 
And her voice is spooky. Well, her voice is always in like a lower register user, usually, which She's I appreciate. Got a rasp too, as well. I appreciate that greatly. I love that she isn't for someone, and I'm saying this from my perspective as someone who is always kind of. I always have something to say if I think that someone's voice isn't that great. I'm always kind of critical because I do like pretty sounds. Fiona Apple is not someone who thinks it's important to sing pretty. She hits the notes, but you can tell that sometimes she maybe chose the take where her voice went out a little bit or cracked because she likes the emotion and how it felt better. I like that. Yeah, I'd much rather have it that way. That's probably why. And I like her voice. I don't think that she's a bad singer. It's just not, it's not a traditionally pretty sound at all. It is sometimes. I'd say like 60%, 70% of the time it is. I know, and I think it's good. I just, it's not someone where, and I guess I'm thinking more from my perspective because I do like a lot of female singers and they're usually fucking powerhouses. She is not a vocal powerhouse. So it's very different from what I'm used to saying is like a really good female voice, but I love her voice. I love her style. I love that it's in a deeper register. I like it too. It, uh, it, it gives a point for me in the very beginning because I have a very low tolerance for female voices in general. Mm-hmm. But I also have a lower tolerance for pretty voices in general, male or female. Yeah. So if you're giving me a lower registered voice and a dirtier voice, I'm already... Like, okay, cool. That's two things I can get behind. Yeah. It sounds like a voodoo song to me. I think it's an interesting perspective because she's talking about how things are good in her life, but she doesn't believe that she deserves it, basically. Like, there's a line where she says, uh, babies say it's all going to be all right. I believe that it isn't. Yeah. So there's just always an underlying pessimistic brain working yeah. in there. And I... I feel kind of pretty connected to that. My brain always goes to the negative, like worst case scenario, always before just really thinking about everything and stuff from people, other people's perspective. Yeah. Or that it might even actually does it warp the situation? The, pes- the pessimistic. Oh yeah, tendencies. definitely. <laughs> but I mean, I think I, I'm kind of okay with self-reflection and taking a step back and. Eventually reevaluating a situation, I'm just not good at uh, not immediately being reactive. <laughs> Do you know how old she was when this came out? Well, she was 17 when her other her first album came out, so she would have been she would have still only been like 1920 when this came out. look doing the research doing the research if i can find her actual age i'm sure that i can i'm sure it's not hard information to find i'm sure it's rather easy in fact she's 41 she was born in 77 so she would have been 22 when this came out 22 that's pretty impressive uh so 19 when the other one came out i guess i thought she was 17 but she was 19 it's always weird to me when people 
are who they are from a very young age. Oh yeah, and I would definitely say that about Fiona Apple. She very much has been the same person. I mean, she knew. She's uh huh. There's like a lot of people, and I I feel this way. I'm still coming into like, who who the fuck am I artistically? Where am I at? Like, but you have been one of you're one of those people who have always kind of known who you are and what you like. Yeah, what I like and stuff, but I still like. I haven't. You know, it hasn't like found the groove quite right. What's actually speaking to me 100%. Yeah. So it's weird when somebody is so young and they just immediately. Sorry. Oh, I, did you just pull a Sam? It's because I lost track and started. I was like, oh, yeah, the fucking spider. I forgot about it. He walked away even further from you. I know. So I, I was just like, oh, the spider. And I was looking at him. And then. Pulled a Sam. That's what they call that one. I'm definitely not pulling a Sam. <laughs> You better get on that. <laughs> All right. So on the bound. On the bound. Track one down. Track one down. I think it was a good opener. I think so, too. Dramatic. Told you what she was all about. Evil voodoo sounds to me. I'm telling you. Voodoo. Oh, yeah. That you do. And we're going to move on to the second track. To your love that I already prematurely started. I apologize. I Old will take Sam. us back one second and start it over. This whole album's got different drum actual sounds on it, not just ways that it's played. Literal sounds of the drums. Like it's a different snare. It's very rhythmic. Her songs are often very, in this album, very drum heavy. Because the rest of the music isn't very loud. It's all just kind of flowy and more just like a feeling. And you'll hear like... It's all just very light, simple sounds, but you always hear the drums like first and foremost in this album, I think. And I'm a big fan of percussion. Uh, are you familiar with all of her stuff? Yes. Okay, I have a question. She obviously writes, there's like, in the music world, there's people who write what's in their, I'll say, heart or soul and stuff. And, uh, um, damn it, now I got distracted. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, you seem kind of quiet to me. I'm picking up just fine. I can hear myself. Okay. Um, People that write like songs, like emotional songs, like from inside the heart and stuff, and there's people that write songs like, that are stories. Mm-hmm. Or there's even going to even further. People that write songs that are just dumb, have no real emotion or connection to society at all. At least not a connection to them. It's just like someone else's experience. Might still connect to them. Or yeah, that too. She obviously writes about her about feelings, herself, mm-hmm. what her experiences did. Does she ever? Drift from that because every song on this album is obviously about something about her emotions. Or it's always about her, about her relationships with other people. It's it's about her. That's why in the span of her career since like '96 or '97, I feel like her first album was released in '96. She's only put out like five albums. So she does. She just she doesn't put it out for have to put a new album out she puts it out because this just has to get out no it's like it's been six seven years since the last fiona apple album like we need more music sort of thing 
Yeah, but I feel like she's she doing it because she need to put another album out, or no. she's doing it because she has finally had enough life again to write music. Yeah. And now it's red. I think so. So even if it took 20 years to get another album, do you think she would do that? Yes. If it, if it wasn't coming out, she wouldn't be like, oh, well, I need another album now just to make money. Correct. Say, fuck that. It's still not red. It's crazy when people are like that. get more uh, quality out of it then too at least yourself as well yeah and I think that's why she's not a big radio hit but people who have followed Fiona Apple typically love her the people I know that listen to her adore her yeah I think she's incredible I wrote this song as a depressed samba <laughs> I got depressed samba <laughs> To speak to the people that listen to her, adore her. I remember hanging out with uh, Mr. Jeff in his uh, basement studio. Yes. And uh, Brian. Oh yeah, they love her too. Came over and he had her on the screensaver, and redhead Brian came over and he's just like, "Ah, the goddess." <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny to me. She is. I agree. I think she's fantastic. All right, and then we are going to get right on into the third single, Limp. Not third single, I'm sorry. This was actually the second single. What were singles? I didn't have... There were three singles. This is the second release. This is track three, Limp. Limp. It's got those drip (laughs) sounds. Turn it up just a little bit before it kicks in. You wanna make me sick, you wanna lick my wounds, don't you, baby? To say dick. She's got a pretty voice. No, I agree. It's just not your like classic, like belting sort of strong, powerful voice that you would normally think of when you would think of a female singer. This has got another different snare sound again. This song is uh, obviously karaoke time. Um, well, why did, what was that? It's my weird voices that are noises that they make in there. It all sounds like. Oh, well, you said karaoke time. I thought you were digging on me. <laughs> I was because we were just pausing to let you sing a chorus. Oh, that spider's coming back for you. That spider's coming back on you, Michelle. I see it. This song is uh, very emotional in her voice. I'd say even more you emotional. Just spoke than the over first one two. of the best lines of the song. I don't know the lines and when I'm not supposed to talk. I just think that it explains the meaning of the song really well. Like you make me sick, so you can take care of me and make yourself feel better. So it's like he's damaging her, so he can come in and be the savior and feel better. When that's still not even good enough for him, because he'll eventually just jerk himself off in the end. Do you know people like this? 
Or did you feel like you were in that? Or are you in someone that Someone who gaslights someone? Yeah. Absolutely, I was in that situation. Yeah. Someone who would... Yeah. Yeah. Who cheated on me because he thought I cheated on him. So to get back at me, he cheated on me. Even though I didn't cheat on him. And then he fucked my life up for a while. Makes sense. What a prick. But this is not about him. No. It's just that it was a really intense... I mean, he was my first boyfriend, so I just kind of let him get away with too much. And uh, I can really owe this album so much credit and just giving me all of this rawness and making me really look at things from different perspectives and realize that I'm fucking better and I needed to get the fuck out. That's so cool when you have an album that you can trace to like an event in your life that changed it for the better in your life. It was this this thing that I was listening to. For some reason, that was the thing that took the veil off my eyes. Absolutely, 100%. And I made everything clear and I was like, now I can't go back. Like now you can't go back to the thoughts that you had before. Mm-hmm. You can't put the veil over it again. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this thing is driving me crazy. Uh oh. I can push the button seven times and it doesn't listen. And it doesn't you, listen because I'm not talking to and it. And then you graze it once and it plays it. <sighs> Technology uh. is fun. Um uh, so I yeah, had another note yeah. about that song and I'm weary about saying it. Okay. That song makes me tear up and I hate it. That it does that. Real? Is it? Yes. Because it's very vivid with the. I think it's because you can sense the emotion in her voice. In the lyrics, you can tell what she's just saying. So, yeah. Aww, you had a connection to it as well. I know. I know. Ah. Ah. (laughs) No, that's that means something to me. That's good. I. And that's the thing. This album is something that I shared with Sharon, and it has helped her as well, and. This what, is is that recent or is that around the same time with something else? Uh, it has it's something that she's leaned on I think within the last year again, like something because it's it's always it feels like it's always that thing that if you're going through a bad time or for me when it's this time of year and I start to get seasonally depressed, I pull out what someone might consider depressive music, but I listen to a lot of Fiona Apple this time of year. And I think it just, I I guess it's kind of like things will get bad sometimes, but it's just life and you got to keep going, but it's not your typical way of addressing that. Like it wouldn't be something that sounds depressive to a lot of people. They would want something that sounds more uplifting to pull them out of it. But I kind of need to feel more understood Mm-hmm. Like connect, like oh yeah, okay. So I'm. I, I mean, it sounds stupid. Like no, it doesn't to, sound to, stupid to say, at all. like I'm not the only one who is going through this. No, it doesn't like, sound stupid at all. It's the same reason I gravitate towards <laughs> angry music because I was an angrier boy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're angry. I'm angry too. <clears throat> Let's scream it out. So no, it makes total sense. I and I just think I think her way with words is just so unlike anything I've personally ever listened to before. Uh, I think her writing the is so good. The actual lyrics, you mean? Yes. I want to tag on to that. I don't know the lyrics, but the f- patterns that she sings in mm-hmm. are also her own little unique style. Style. Yeah. She almost raps sometimes. Yeah, she does. She I don't want to say raps. She's just fast, quick R&B talking. rhythmic 
R&B rhythms, but not like rapping. I don't, I don't want to say rap because rap in my mind sounds like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and then if you think of a white girl rapping, it doesn't, it's not good. But she's and, just got very soulful rhythms. There it is. Soulful rhythms. And her music is always very rhythmic. It always has yeah. a lot of percussion yeah. and there's bass in there. And those are sounds that I like, even though she is also a piano player. And she'll bring it way the fuck down sometimes, as she will for this next track, the fourth song, Love Ridden. Um, She still just gets her point across, and it still does what it needs to do. Let's go into Love Ridden. Love Ridden, I've looked at you With the focus I gave to my birthday candles I've wished on the lettered blue flames This is like a more of a laid back Less rhythmic song than all the rest And baby, I wished for you But then her voice right there Nobody sees you Yeah, no. I, but also talking about her voice and how she has her own kind of style. Oh, I think yeah. even when she doesn't have the rhythmic background instrumentation, she still does interest, interesting things and runs with her voice. A very percussive voice in general. So I can't baby. This was also a big song in my transformation out of that relationship. This song used to make me cry a lot. <laughs> well, I wrote it's pretty, but it doesn't really grab me. It's not mine. These big, bellowy songs have never been my forte. Better voice here. Yeah. It doesn't have to be pretty. No, I prefer it that way. If you had someone that with a traditionally a pretty voice singing this, I'd be way less interested than Fiona Apple singing it. It's definitely, yeah, her emotion is everything. In her music, and her writing, all of it. Instrument. It can be, but it's picking up playing it is staggering to me. I'm playing it well. Wait, your left hand does what a bass line while your right hand does army line? What? Yeah, she obviously prefers to keep the cracks in. And she's known for her head singing and having more of like a, th- a throat, not head, a I'm sorry, a sound. throat sound is what I meant to say. Do you think this is a song where she would uh, record the piano and the vocals at the same time? Might be able to connect more emotionally to it. I think my, in my imagination, she records the music first, but still sings it to herself but isn't recording her 
singing it. Yeah. <clears throat> but she's still just kind of going along with it and then comes back later and does the vocals is what I would imagine. I'd like to know because I know people like uh, Corey Taylor, that one song, You Don't Need to Bother. He did the vocals and the guitar that are in the thing at the same That's time. him? Yeah. You didn't know that? Stone Sour? Oh, okay. Wait. I did know that. You don't but need But I forgot. I'm so far removed from that world at this point in my life. Yeah. Because I hung out in that world. Stone Sour world? A little bit in that. Really? In that. Uh, I mean, I listened to a lot of like EBN and shit at the time. Yeah. So I was listening to... A lot of like the modern rock in the mid two thousands. <laughs> anyway, what's that song about? I don't know any of the lyrics. Love ridden. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a it's such a floaty song that I don't pick up on the lyrics either. I don't. So the lyrics, I'll pull them up right here. <laughs> I didn't mean to for you to see that, but I mean I have them here. Cool. Um, I just. And this one, I'm kind of, it says it's a haunting piano ballad about a relationship moving to its end. How it says, uh, no, not baby. The chorus is no, not baby anymore. If I need you, I'll just use your simple name. Only kisses on the cheek from now on. And in a little while, we'll only have to wave. Bye bye. She's so good with her words, damn it. I fucking love it. She's almost as good as Dave Rocky. Oh, my God. It's a totally different style and definitely totally different fucking uh, content, totally subject matter. All right. So uh, we're going to listen to the fifth track. Since there are only 10 tracks on the album, we're going to take a break after this. Um, but we will listen to the third and final single released paper bag I don't think I've ever heard any of these songs out in the public Kirk mentioned because he uh, copied this album for me I think I probably shouldn't have said that but (laughs) he did Um, and he knew limp he remembered it from the video because these all these three releases do have videos to them Interesting. I wrote this reminds me of a Randy Newman song. It's the voice, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's that walking sound. This definitely has like a, a walking sound. Yeah. It could be in the Toy Story. Ever filmed? No, because that was a plastic bag. But was it the most beautiful thing she'd ever filmed? No. It said it was based on a true story of her thinking that she saw a bird floating down and it ended up just being a little paper bag. I like the vocal patterns in this song. Oh, yeah, this used to be my favorite song. I and it's still a very close second favorite on the album. That's when I think she sounds like Gwen Stefani. Oh, yeah, you did say that. She's 
feels she sounds very jazzy. Yeah, that's, and it sounds like that same doll sound that Gwen Stefani puts on like one or two songs on that tragic kingdom. Yeah, but I think Gwen Stefani puts it on. I think she put it on just then too. I don't think she put it on. I think it's her voice. I like how she sounds like she's actually in pain. She says those lines. And the lyrics and the chorus are so good. I got to fold because these hands are just too shaky to hold. Hunger hurts, but starving works when it costs too much to love. How many boyfriends do you think she's had? A few handfuls. I don't think she's had a... I think she has longer-term relationships than you think. It's also her perspective. Who knows if she's being dramatic? I was just making a joke. <laughs> well, I'm not getting. I'm not like offended or anything. I was just gonna make a story over. Each song was a different boyfriend. She's not Taylor Swift. Who's that? You know who that <laughs> is. So, paper bag, we're halfway through the album, Win the Pawn. You might be bored. I am not. What, you think I'm bored? I'm talking out to the audience. Oh. This isn't all about you, Sam. That's yeah, the only way I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the half mark. That's the halfway point. We are going to take a break, and then we will come back and review more tracks. Five more tracks, God damn it. Yeah. I'm forceful on this one. Merry fucking Christmas. Are you being forced? Happy fucking Hanukkah. You having a hard time with us? I have a killer fucking Kwanzaa. You seem to be having a hard time with us. Oh, I'm not having a hard time. I'm fucking fantastic. I don't think that's the truth. To have a rowdy Ramadan. A rowdy, rowdy Piper. <laughs> a rowdy, Christmas. rowdy, rowdy Piper Ramadan. <laughs> and Kwanzaa. A killer Kwanzaa. It's break time. See you in a minute, guys. You wave the red flag, baby. You make it run, run, And now, presenting to you a couple of critics podcast original. The Pizza Boy Blues. Well, let me tell you a story, I should say it by For the next time you want a pizza to make it go nice Don't hand the phone to your youngest runt And then say to your family already know before you pick up the phone I got the pizza for blues Pizza for blues I 
You know that this very special, special song goes out to you. Well, here's an example of the worst type. Every pizza boy hates you, so believe the hype. We drive up to your house on the icy walk. We slip, and you don't even have the decency to tip. You don't hand me extra cash, so to me, your food is trash. I got the pizza problem. a break we have broken we have fixed ourselves and we're back we're broken yeah oh that's what happens when you take a break past tense of break is broke when i take a break i take a piece of a kit kat because i break me off a piece of that kit kat bar kitty cat bar take me up break me off a piece of that kitty cat arm arm <laughs> We'll give it, give us a, give us a cat arm, and we'll give it to our three-legged cat, so it can be a four-legged cat. Oliver just walked in and walked under the blanket Let's... that's hanging up to separate the wall because we are classy, and that cat's getting ready to go to the bathroom. Yes. Now, what I was gonna say is, I'm totally down with getting a dead cat's arm and just sort of jamming it into, or like taping it to Kit Kat's nub. Giving him a fourth leg. It's just going to be a dead arm. It'll be the same no, as what he had before it was amputated. I'm going to put popsicle sticks in it so it's straight. So it's at least got like a, a stint sort of 
crutch. Consider it a crutch. So let me continue to not take your joke seriously by saying and asking such questions as, um, what's going to happen during decomposition of the leg? It won't. And essentially, you are putting popsicle sticks inside of it. So something at a room temperature um, being wood and porous, um, that would not be able to sustain weight for a really long time because it would eventually get wet and then dry out. And oh my goodness. If you think of it this way, but this is the way I'm doing it. I'm going to get the leg. What do they call that? Uh, Taxidermied. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tape popsicle sticks to the outside of it so that then I can just <laughs> switch out the popsicle sticks when they decide to rot. When they decide to? Yes. You didn't know wood just makes a spontaneous decision to rot. Today's the day. It isn't. I'm fucking out of here. Rot, rot, rot. That's more so- uh, God than science, isn't it? God? <laughs> You'd speak of God on Christmas. You're saying God, and then a, a nice little uh, wet cat nose just kept touching my hand. When you would wet, be like, God? Wet cat nose. Wet touch. Oh, did God? you get a cat nose? Wet not touch. Too? It was supposed to be a cat arm, not a cat nose, Michelle. I didn't take it. It oh. just came to me. Okay. I'm like, that's why I didn't take the nose. Well, we're back to Fiona Appleland. Are you saying that we should take the working arm off of Oliver and put it on Kit Kat so we still just end up having seven legs a month, two animals? I need eight legs on the two cats. (laughs) I'm not just switch-swatching, swip-swapping. Swatching? Switch-swatching, swip-swapping cat arms. All right. Are they arms? Aren't they all just legs? Yeah, it's a leg, but if you... (sighs) So some of them, I guess, can stand up on their hind legs, right? They can do so that meerkat Technically, thing. those are the hind legs. So the front ones, I are mean... The front legs. Are the front legs slash... Arms. Arms. I'm going to start calling my arms front legs. <laughs> and call <laughs> your I legs fuck. hind legs? Yeah, I'll fall down and be like, ah, I hurt my front legs. <laughs> oh, ah, oh my, my hind hip hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into track six, A Music Mistake. Time. What is it called? I forgot. A mistake. I didn't hear you. Just think of uh, our relationship, I suppose. God damn. (laughs) Just leave if you want to. (laughs) Spacey. This is Kevin Spacey. When he was still cool? No, he was not, because he was secretly being a piece of shit this whole time. He was never cool. It's so disappointing. I love Kevin Spacey. Loved. I hated Kevin Spacey until recently. Sounds like you. Then he was more of a hero. (laughs) This song is very dirty to me. It's like greasy. Yeah, I like her attitude in this. Because sometimes we get tired of always doing the right thing. I don't. I, think I love doing the right thing at all times. Yeah. Uh-huh. You sure too, don't you? Yes. You never want to just 100%. fuck things up a little bit and be a little turd. 
Yeah. <laughs> I often flash back to the time that we were on the road. We were like Virginia. And we were standing on the side of a river. It was flowing very fast. And I had the van keys in my hand. The van that held everything. Four guys, all of our equipment, everything. And every part of me wanted to throw those keys into the river for some reason. I didn't do it, but for some reason my destructive nature just to fuck everything up. You just have a shithead mentality. Yeah, it was bad. I told the guys too. I was like, guys, for some reason right now, I just want to throw these into this river. And then Adam was like, you throw those into the river, I'm throwing you into the river after them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he would have too. He would have flipped the fuck out. They would have been gone immediately. It was a very wide river, and the water was fucking flowing. That was also the day that Adam got told by a homeless man that he had a handsome smile and he was going to get all the ladies. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold Oliver and see if he'll make Are a gonna sound. Are we going to get a meow? We got Oliver on meow. Maybe not. He won't. He's microphone shot. He's smelling it. Surprised he's not losing his shit. Oliver does not like to be held. She's not mistreating him at all. He's just holding him close. He's just... He likes to be on me. He just doesn't like... hates being held. He doesn't like it off his terms. Are you just going to wait? There it was. <laughs> and it turns so mean so fast. It's not mean. He's whining. He w- it will. He'll start... <laughs> like a baby. Because you're holding him like one, but he's bitching like a fucking... All right, I'll let you down. Even though you jumped on me to cuddle. Yep. And that was the Oliver minute. And that was Oliver. Oh, speaking of a minute. You want to turn it back up so we can get the... Mel, fuck you. Mel Corner. Uh, Mel, fuck you. I got nothing to say about Mel this week. Not even a fuck you? Or I love you or anything? Well, the only thing I can say about Mel is fuck you, Mel. Sounds good. And that was the Mel memorabilia montage. I wonder if Mel would be mad if we took a picture of him and just said, fuck you, Mel. <laughs> and then people would easily be able to find him through you. Yeah, it's fine. I need to get Mel a lady. Mel needs a lady. A lady that treats him right. Hold, I don't holds care him if she tight. treats him right or not. I just want all the ladies yeah. to go to Mel. I want Mel to have a different lady every night. You want Mel to have lady problems or an STD that you have to hear about? Yes. Then maybe finally he'll be interesting. Oh, ouch. <laughs> and that was truly the Mel Minute. Jesus Christ. Fuck you, Mel. He'll <laughs> <laughs> think that's funny. <laughs> do, do, what do you think of this song? I like this song. Yeah. There's not really a, a song on sub you don't like, is there? No, not at all. So. I mean, I like that you some think more than others, but... You never. There's. No, I personally don't think there's a filler song on this album at all. No, it's ten songs. It would be pretty uh, shitty if there did end up, end up being any yeah. filler song. Every song seems like it was supposed to be cared. on the album. Yeah, and that she actually cared. It wasn't just I got to put this on, which actually speaks to what I was talking about earlier. Does she just put music out because she's supposed to put music out, or does she do it because it's ready? Yes, it's the second one. It's ready always. I like that song. I wrote, I like it. I like her emotion in songs. Yeah, for sure. That's what sells like every song on this album is 
her emotion. And it just seems, she doesn't seem like she's full of shit. Not at all. That's kind of where, I mean, at a point, she's already mentioned how, you know, about being crazy. Or, cause Which it's, is really appreciated to hear. That, he, that, like, part of the album, or part of earlier, so like, hey, I know it's my fault. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. fucking nuts. I wonder how nuts she actually is. I want to know the craziest story of her, like, freaking out. I don't know that she's... I don't think that she's crazy. I think that everyone is crazy, and we all go through it. I think she just has a really, really good way of putting it to words. In an open forum to do it Yes. Yeah, not everybody has such a skill to put that emotion into something. And it just doesn't... I don't know. Even other creative people can't really... That's why artistry is nice, because... So many people can go through the same sort of situations, but only so many people can tell the story certain ways that really grab you. That was a really cool thing you just said. Thanks, Everybody man. Everybody can go through it, but only so many people can tell the story. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And say it in a way that like connects Makes you people feel it. Yeah, yeah. to each other. And speaking of that, the next song. Oh, here it comes. The next song is the song that Sam... Uh, this is the song that I felt... I could enter like play around you, but you were drunk at the time. So it was <laughs> yeah. easier for you to was, handle it. I was drunk and in your car. I was always afraid that this is something that wasn't going to carry when you were sober. In fact, at the beginning of our relationship, you didn't, you didn't play really much of anything you enjoyed around me because you were afraid of ridicule, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, even when we would back road and hang out, I would play music, but I would keep it down to where you, you we couldn't even hear it because yeah. I just didn't want any and judgment. Took um, over. So this is fast as you can. This is the first single off of the album. Oh, it is. Yes. Good thinking. Everything about this song is perfect. Her voice with the drum heavy sounds. Yes, absolutely. I like her voice when she does that, that weird, like, stuff. the vibrato. Yeah, yeah. I have very vivid memories of you playing this with me. Probably, probably pretty drunk if history tells me how I was always at one time in my life. And it would be in my car. Just like dancing around, being like, oh, 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 yeah. I remember the first time you heard it, and I had it down low, but I had it enough that I could still hear it because I love the song so much. And you were like, what is this? And you just turned it up. And I do want to say that I was always pretty afraid. I was nervous anyway because I knew that we typically have pretty different tastes. Yes. But there was also a specific story when you and I were still fresh. Uh, I had a Kelly Clarkson CD in my car, and you were in my passenger seat, and we were going somewhere, and you pulled it out, and you pulled the booklet out, and you started reading it, and you were criticizing me for it. So it took a while for me to open up uh, with music to you, because you it wasn't just my own insecurities, it's because you weren't actually a fucking dick about it. And I understand Kelly Clarkson, whatever. It was when she went, like, dark. 
against her label's wishes and she put out like oh, no. a little more like alternative sounding album. She Chris Gaines it? No. <laughs> but uh, it was that album and you. It was a little dramatic, melodramatic. And yeah, you read the lyrics and were just like, this is awful. <laughs> And yeah, it's not technically good, but it's not for you to fucking... I don't do that shit to you. But here we are. I know, I was going to say, but here we are now. That's what this podcast is. Yeah, but now I hope that you have a more open mind about things. That was a while ago. I do. I also have a little bit more tact. That was like 10 years ago. In general. Yeah, 10 years ago. So what? I was... I don't know how old I am anymore. You would have been 23. So I'm 33. (laughs) I can't forget if I'm 33, 32, or 34. You were definitely not 34 yet. Oliver, are you going to work the... Nope. He climbs all over you. Just slinks all over you. Another song talking about I'm crazy. Better get the hell out of here as fast as you can. I love this song. I love, again, everything about it. If anyone can listen to this song and tell me what snare will get me that sound, if it's a piccolo snare or whatever, wood it has to be, whatever tension, tell them this. I want this sound. It's so tight. You can almost hear the wood in the snare. I love that snare sound. So like the only time it's on this album if there's makes this song go extra hard if there's one thing that i that does make me feel good about doing this podcast with you is when you like the drum sounds in a lot of the music because i mean you have to find something positive to say so there's that anyway but i i also do like the percussion that's always something that i've listened to as well so when you say you like it, I'm just like, yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> That's how I feel inside. <laughs> I can't wait till I get to feel that with you on one of my albums. Sad face. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know what you I You don't didn't listen do? to all bad music. You know what I didn't do during the break? Pee? No, I didn't come up with a fucking album. <laughs> well, you still have a few tracks. I'll come up with it. Three tracks, but th- three of them. So that was the that was the headliner to this album. That's what was released. So tell me the singles again. The singles were officially "Fast as You Can." Is this in order now? Yes, Kay. "Fast as You Can" was first. "Limp" was second, and "Paper Bag" was third. So we've heard all of them. That's we've huh. heard all three singles. And she made look at my notes. People wait for. I like Limp. Seven years, I think. I like Paperback. So I like all the singles. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, seven years between this and her second album. What do you mean? Her between first album? this album, her second one, and, and the then third album. the next one. Okay, what's the next album? Do you know? Yeah, it's it's uh, Extraordinary Machine. It's one that I've not... You're You would be the least familiar with that because we we have performed Criminal Live... Many times. Yes. And we perform Werewolf, which is from her most recent album that came out in 2012. So I am due for another album. Please. Come on, Fiona, get to it. So between, yeah, between 
two and three, it was seven years. Then between three and four, it was six. And now it's been six years. So we're coming up on seven. What you got, Fiona? I haven't heard anything about her working on new music. The last time that she put out an album and toured for it, she got arrested for a hash. <laughs> That's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Fucking leave people alone. <laughs> leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the next song Onward. as fast as we can. <laughs> as fast as we can to the way things are. I don't know. My theory of theremin should be in every album of all time. I think this song is sad and positive at the same time, which is how I kind of feel about a lot of the album. Yeah. Well, even the title is kind of that. The way things are. Yeah. It's like sad, but it's also like, hey, man. Like, it's hard to move forward, but it's what she needs to do because it's the right direction. I think that's a very interesting vocal pattern there. Um, is that about to happen? I wrote that this song reminds me of what little Rufus Wainwright I've heard. And I think it's later. The drummer, Matt Chamberlain, who I know he drummed on at least a handful of albums, or I'm sorry, of a, well, a handful of her albums, I think, or at least a, two, but a lot of, I don't know if he did the whole album with her, but a lot of tracks off of this album, Matt Chamberlain was the drummer on. So I'm not sure if that was this track, but he, I looked him up and he has worked with Rufus. Makes sense. It's the later part. When we're talking about Rufus Wainwright, not Rufus who worked with Shots Khan, yeah. by the way. I'm also a Rufus Wainwright fan. I can get into some of that depressed stuff, but not the like emo, screamo, depressed stuff. That's not me at all. This part is what sounds like the little Rufus that I've heard. Bigger? Big. Even the vocal tone. It's it's a little unusual for her. Sword of Damocles. I always thought it was how can I fly beside you? How can I fight beside you? I don't know any of the lyrics to this. No. I just thought it was interesting. Let me look up the way things are because I, I am on Do my due diligence on looking up the lyrics to this one. Kicking this crap until it's gone. Or crab. Crap. With a P. So she's not kicking crap. It says, keep calling me names. Keep on, keep on. I'll keep kicking the crap till it's gone. And if you keep on killing, you could get me to settle. And as soon as I settle, I bet I'll be able to move on. Suit. There's, this thought just came up across the 
bored. There's dudes out there who are like, yeah, yeah, that song's about me. <laughs> I'm sure they probably don't listen. But oh, yeah, what? the bridge part, how can I fight when we're on the same side? How can I fight beside you? I always thought it was fly. Yeah, that was written about me. My name's Joe Pescatelli. So I don't really know exactly all of this. I mean, I did say that I think it's like a mo- a forward-moving mentality with a song, but I don't really know a lot about it. I mean, I guess I technically know nothing about it other than what it says and my interpretation, which is not really a fact. It's just opinion, so it means nothing. Remember that, guys? Opinions are just opinions. Opinions are not facts. Except mine. I mean, yeah, everyone else is, yeah, you're right, but mine. Goddamn facts. Well, this seems like a really appropriate time to go to the next track called Get Gone. (laughs) I'm actually a fucking idiot. No one should ever listen to me or do anything I do because nothing works out. This reminds me of Charlie Brown. How many times do I have to say to get away, get gone? All right, gotta go. Flip your shit back. Spiders coming back. Humble dwelling. Here's the Charlie Brown. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't think of it before you, you said that, but I do hear it a little bit. That's why I like doing the podcast. Is you get to hear it. We get to hear it through each other's ears, basically. So put yeah. away that like you told me about Dave Brock, you sound like David Lee Roth. I would have never thought of that. Oh, yeah. But you're not. So this is another song that resonated with me at the time because she was really trying to move on, but he wouldn't let her, basically. I like the dramatic lyrics in this one. I think a lot of people would be afraid to uh, write vulgarity. Any like write shit or she even says fuck later. I think a lot of people would be afraid to write that in such a sort of prettier song. Well, I was going back and forth between this album and her latest album. Yeah. Which I mean I would I'll probably this isn't the end of Fiona Apple. There's no way it can be because I like her too much. So the there will be another Fiona Apple album at some point down the road. No. Um and uh, yeah, she talks about drinking. Uh, she tells him to drink piss at one point. So <laughs> basically, that's my own interpretation, I suppose. She does drink piss. Sounds exciting. Oh, I love this line. Ah. 
I like that line too. How many times can it escalate until it elevates to a place that I can't breathe? I was going to write a note about that. It's nice that you said something about it. So not, as I agreed. It's so good. This is a very jazzy song in general. It's got those brush sounds that I like. And her vocal patterns are very jazzy. And there's nothing left to grieve. I think there's a Blood, Sweat, and Tears song that sounds kind of like that. Fucking go. Songs where she just Raw. roughs her voice up, but it's perfect for the song. I mean, this definitely totally appeals to a certain part of me, but I love this all of the time. When you listen to this album, it's front to back, right? Usually, yeah. Not always, because I do have songs and playlists. Fuck. Sorry. Pardon. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, did you just throw that in? Yeah, because you always sneeze and I always yawn. But that was unnatural. You didn't need to do that. No, I made it happen. could have gotten through your first (laughs) episode in a while where you have not No, I literally thought, you sneeze, and I was like, hey... The sneeze is like her, like my yawn. And I was like, it'd be cool if I yawned. And then thinking of yawning made me yawn. I work with this adorable lady and she, every time she sneezes, she coughs afterwards. It's it's just always so like. what's that sound like? <coughs> every time. But she's this adorable Mexican lady. <laughs> and. Achoo. <coughs> But it doesn't sound like <laughs> it's actually it's very cute and it makes me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> I always say, you know, bless you, but I always kind of giggle. You do it again. I don't. I can't do it. Do it. You've heard me sneeze. I don't do it cute. No, you do it's it like, like she does. <laughs> so it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I I work with a guy named Yawn. Weird, huh? Don't you also work with another guy with a weird name? He's not in your department. So yeah, Jeff. <laughs> no, it starts with an M. An M. Nico? Is it uh, is it Nico with an N? Nico, yeah. I guess I thought he was with an M for some reason. Because no. I'm aware of Nico he's as not, a name. He's not Miko. I thought he was, yeah. He's Nico. No, we, no, that's not who it is. Micah? Oh, yeah, Micah. That that name is unusual to me. Micah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Nico. Yeah, it's not Nico. I'm very familiar with that name. That was a Blind Melon album. And because of that. Blind Melon album? Oh, my God. Fuck you, Mel. (laughs) And then um, that is Bird's Cat, who I would always give my gum wrappers to lick and then he would go fucking crazy all over the place and just like it was like crack to him and he would just start flipping out and flipping all over the place like literally flipping all over the place because he would be wound from it and then he was gone for like seven eight months and then was found yeah and he's an old man so i'm very familiar with the name nico not micah we should see if uh 
Kit Kat likes to lick gum wrappers? I don't know. I assume that mint would be too much for them. Wasn't it always cinnamon? Like big red? No, it would be spearmint. Ah, spearmento. Spearmint. So we are we to one more song, right? the last track. Short album. Ten tracks. Track ten, I know. I know, I know. jazzy like if, if I have to compare it to something I would think it's like a Nora Jonesy type sound I think it sounds like an Ella song Ella Fitzgerald yeah and I will pretend it's got that same laid back I don't know jazz slow walk slow walk and almost like her vocals demand the tempo rhythms the piano doesn't do the tempo her vocals do the tempo yeah the lyrics of this song if i'm i can insert whatever he did whatever situation i can well what i read and i don't know if it's true that the interpretation that someone had online at least was that it was an affair that she from the perspective of a lady who is having an affair with a man who is already in a relationship and that totally changes my perspective of the the song but I don't know if that's the real yeah you could really kind of do whatever you want because it was just what I read on the internet I never went that way you can't just yeah I don't know I I always every time I listen to it I heard it as that she was just like I know she that she was you, a victim of something, and she was just, just dealing with it, and like sweeping it under the road because yeah. rug because she's also kind of crazy and has her yeah, own problems yeah. too. That's the way I always take it. So That's kinda, a very interesting angle for what you said earlier. Take it that way. Yeah, I don't know, because it was almost coming from the perspective of like her letting him like, use her because she was damaged or something, and I don't know if that's I, I don't know. But this I can't help you out when she's still around or if she says I can help you out I could look that up maybe it's actually about a sandwich and she like knows that he actually doesn't like mustard but yeah. he just keeps pretending probably it says I can't help you out while she's still around yeah while that mustard's still around you can't help out what do you feel about this song do you like it I, I do but with the perspective of her just waiting and and saying that she knows that he isn't actually like she's waiting for him to end his relationship but she kind of knows that she's just the side chick Side pieces, they say. I mean, if that's the real thing, then it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's really funny to put it to a 
pretty song in quotations. Yeah. It makes sense coming from her. Yeah. Damaged in a pretty package. Did I just explain Fiona? Well, in the... The very first line is, so be it, I'm your crowbar, if that's what I am so far. Until you get out of this mess, I will pretend that I don't know of your sins until you are ready to confess. But all the time, I know. Huh, it does make sense with the... Uh-huh. It's okay. And you can use my skin to bury secrets in, and I will settle you down... And at my own suggestion, I will ask no questions and do my thing in the background, but all the time, I know. That totally makes sense. That's fucked up. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It totally puts a different perspective on it. And it makes me... I mean, if I'm judging the song by the lyrics, then I'd probably like it less now. But I still think it's a nice song. It's, it's still... I mean, it's not like it's promoting that. It can just be... And we all make mistakes, it's so maybe a, that was just a... It's life. It happens. And maybe it isn't her story. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's someone else's story. She's an angel. No, She's, she's never done anything wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, in my head. She did get awfully naughty in that criminal video, though. How she, old would she have been in that criminal video? She would have been like 19, I guess. So she would have been of age. Okay, so I can still watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you can, Sam. <laughs> jokes and jokes and jokes. I'll just be looking over your shoulder. No big deal. <laughs> We're going to sit next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We are married. We are far enough in this thing that I, I think we can share some <laughs> some of our ideas with each other. Our so, ideas. <laughs> so why did I... God bless you, Sam. Thank you. Tis the season. I actually didn't sneeze. I just for blessings cleared my of throat. joy. Well, still, someone needs to bless you. Please don't. I'm liable to burst into flames. Why did I choose this? So I did say earlier that it was between this album and another Fiona Apple album. This was more pivotal. This one means more to me, and I thought that this one might appeal to you more because it is more drum heavy. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Is this the... Oh, God there it is. It. It's natural. It actually happened. It's oh, natural. It's 432. Uh, is, it a, is it the heaviest drum album that she has in general? Maybe. I, I would probably say yes. Yes, Aruni. This is probably the darkest and most dramatic. Because this is very like dark and dramatic sounding. Yeah. Gloomy, very like gloomy and haunting, or haunted, I should say. The gloom doom. What was your judgment prior to listening to this, Sam? Uh, I was gonna be fine. I knew I was gonna be fine with it. Well, you said before that you were looking like, forward to listening to Fiona Apple. Yeah, because I knew it was gonna be more artistic. Yeah. And I knew that there was artistic merit to it mm-hmm. more, and that I kind of gravitate more towards things like that. Even though and I, you kind I of, like a bunch of shit that's not artistic merit at all, but and you've heard her style, you're familiar yeah, with it being kind of a grittier. And once I knew fucking what's it called is on there, uh, fast as uh, you can. Dun, 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 yeah, you should really learn the name of that I, if you like it. 
No. I've been listening to a lot of stuff for a long time, and I still don't know the names of those. Well, maybe you should learn them. My brain works in weird, dummy ways. <laughs> All right. Um, so how many times did you listen to it? Fell short, but not as short as I have in the past. Okay. Five. Okay. I think that's a pretty decent listen. Yeah. And this wasn't so... I didn't have that first album where I had to, like, the first listen where it's usually I got to just break that wall down yeah, and get through it. Didn't happen with this album. I was already listening to it with a an easy ear. Yeah. So I never had to... It was almost like I did listen to it seven times in the way that we're, you know, we always talk about the first listen. It gets all the shit out. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of get used to it. But I never had that transition, so it was easier. Yeah. So five. Good. Including today. Mine. Six with the podcast. Mm, we don't count that. I just did. I'm a robot. I count things. See, I probably listened to it, I would only say about four or five times, but that would have been in the first two and a half, three days. Yeah. But because I'm hosting Christmas or we're hosting Christmas. To You're m- hosting Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you a little more credit. I deserve none. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, um, I just kind of forgot about it the last handful of days. I've just been preoccupied. I've been... Understandable. I've been working more at work. Things are still weird at work. And things have just been real go, go, go. Like yesterday, it was kind of all day. But you still made your minimum, no matter what. Oh, yeah, I did. But I, I didn't, not for the, the, for this album, I thought I would have been able to listen to it so much because I love it so much. Yeah. Well, you have listened to it a bunch, so. But it just, and I, even when I took my notes, I didn't have to listen to anything. I know everything with this album so well. I'm so familiar with it that it's kind of just in my system. It's in my veins. It's in my blood. It's in your blood? <laughs> it's in my blood. My not blue blood. My blue blood. So. Yes. Sam. Yes. What was your least favorite song? My least favorite song. You know what? I didn't really know, and I'm kind of making a decision right now. And it's going to have to be between two. Okay. It's either I know or love ridden. I think I got to go with I know, though, because it's just so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just not my thing at all. I get bored with things like that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason... it's There's other songs on this album that I'm so into. I like... And congratulations on her that she does have a wide spectrum of music. Yeah. But it just, just wasn't my bag. Yeah. And I get bored. That was my least favorite as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's fine. Oh, my God. There's one. We've been agreeing lately on things. All Except right. for every life choice. <laughs> I don't think we'd still be together for a fucking over a decade if we didn't agree on life choices. Kitty cats? Love them. <laughs> That's our life choice. <laughs> That's not the only and one. And a podcast as of late. <laughs> and a podcast. All right. Most favorite track? Well, I don't think it's any mystery. What my favorite track is. Fast as you can? Yes. Ring-a-ding-ding, we both agree again. Are you so serious? We agree. That's your favorite song? Yep. 
Wow, that's another ringer. Mm-hmm. We got it. Holy moly. Ring-a-ding-ding. We but got holy. it. <laughs> <laughs> holy guacamole. Interesting. Is your elbow okay? You're putting coldness on your LB. Yeah, I hit it. Is your LB okay? I what comes after elbow. L? The bow. Bow! Bam! Oh. Do you that? remember that? No, I don't. Oh, kindergarten cop, I think. Mm, kindergarten. I don't remember that. There's one main part that I remember. From What's that, movie. that? That boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Wait, did I get the wrong movie? I'm thinking of the one where the little boy wants to be a cop. Not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You are thinking of the one with Tom Selleck, right? Yes, I think so. I don't know what it's called. There's a part where... That's the kid's thing. Earlier in the movie, he's like, Hey, what comes after L? And he's like, M? And he's like, Bo! Boom! And he like elbows him in the balls, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. And then later when somebody's holding him captive, I'm pretty sure whoever's in it, which... Tom Selleck, maybe. Totally speaking out of terms here. <laughs> Do not know. It's like, hey, what comes after L? And that kid dings and bow. It elbows the bad guy and the Bernards. I call them Bernards. Bernards. <laughs> Save big money at Bernards. Bernards. All right. Um, how did I originally feel about this? I think I've been pretty vocal. I've always just loved it. From the instant you heard it? Yeah, and I... I mean, previous to actually hearing the album, I loved the songs that were released like Fast As You Can so much mm -hmm. that I was just drawn to it. I was like, I have to own this. I have to have to. And, have to have to. Uh-huh. And I made it a point to own it and listen the, to the shit out of it and always so have and always Did you get will. it when we were in eighth grade? No. When did you get it? I don't remember. No no age at all? You don't remember? I don't think that I was still in high school. I feel like I would have been like 19 when I bought it. Officially. And then when would that shit relationship have ended? I'm just interested in a little timeline. Um, 2005? Uh. So, so I had time. it first. I had the album first, but it, it spoke to you. really started. Yeah, I really gravitated towards it when I was in that shitty relationship. That's why music's fucking awesome because mm -hmm. it can do that. I have an album that helped me break up with somebody, but we're not reviewing it yet. Yeah, it was, and I still listen to it, and I think of like, oh man, this album really helped me in my life. It's nice when you have music that really touches you. It's weird to me that there are people who just aren't really into music. I don't know how to process that. It's very strange. Because ever since I've been a young child, I have been very responsive to music. I would always dance when I was a baby, move around, fall and hit baby. my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always been a fan. So, always been music in the household. For me, always. My mom always make or not make me, but listening to like old school soul and funk on the radio and singing in the car. On, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, music has just always been a huge thing for myself and my family. It's so unusual when someone 
says that they're just not into music. I don't understand. Very strange. If you're out there, you're probably not listening to this. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> so I don't understand you. Explain yourself you to me. You make no sense to us. <laughs> Which, I mean, someone could say that about anything else. But oh, yeah. I don't really understand that with music. How are you not into wood carving? It makes no sense that wood carving doesn't speak to you. I actually kind of am. When people, um, oh, yeah. when they shave... With the routers and stuff, and all the little when, wood shavings come off. When they're making, oh, oh I'm, maybe like when they're making um, bowls or something. Yeah, on a lathe. Is that what it chisels is? Chisels on the thing. It spins really fast. No, not that. They almost look like tiny little. Um, what are those big? Is it a scythe. A s- <laughs> is that how you say it? Talking about the thing that the Grim Reaper holds. Yes. I like to call it the thing that the Grim Reaper holds. But it's like a mini version of that. And I, th- I think I've seen it like scrape bowls or something. I don't know. Pretty sure it's called a Sith. Or even if someone is, <laughs> I, I would think that it would not be a machine know. doing it. It would have to be, or someone sitting there and whittling something. And just the thin shaving of wood is really fucking interesting. It's it's almost one of those sensational things like kinesthetic New sand sensation. videos. Yeah, it yeah. has that effect on me. Not surprised. You like those kind of texture I like textures. Textures, I do. And things like that. I'm autistic. I just solved that. You're not autistic. Piece. I'm. We're all on the spectrum. If it's a spectrum, we're all on it. So, at least that's my thought process. There's a spectrum. Where everything is a spectrum that we're on. Most things aren't black and white, yes and no. You were right. What? Scythe. A scythe. Scythe. I, I was the dumb one. That spider started to come down a little bit and then pulled itself back up to the ceiling. So nice. We need to get the fuck through this so that spider doesn't feel like making friends since you won't let me spray chemicals on it. No, not at least while we're <laughs> podcasting. I don't want to spell them while I'm trying to... I don't want to spell them while I'm trying to talk. It, I, I don't think it would take much. I think you should just let me grab them and I'll t- put them outside. Put them in your pocket? I'll put them in my mouth. And sit down and forget about them? No, I'll put them on my mouth and I'll come up and I'll give you a kiss on your forehead and then he'll crawl out and go on your face. Would I recommend this today? Yes, everyone, listen to this. <laughs> I would recommend this to any and everyone. Look, he's hanging again. He's, he's going a back rock and up. roller. He's a piece of shit. He's, he's get not the, a piece of shit. He needs to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He doesn't belong inside. But yeah, I would recommend this. I recommend this to all of you. I, if it's not your thing, okay, that's fine. We all have different things, but I would definitely recommend this to any and everyone. I think that this is a really good album. You love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I don't care if you hate it. If you, I mean, I'm not saying I would be offended. If you don't like it, feel free to to comment and say that's totally okay with me. I I actually love also knowing when you don't like something when i found out that jimmy and there was someone else who said that they don't listen to rap music and or maybe a a couple people who said that it was kind of hard to listen to or whatever and that's fine i'm totally okay with that we don't uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings that we have differing opinions i only want you to not like it i can have relationships with you (laughs) with people and we not agree on everything that's totally okay and i can continue to not have relationships with you (laughs) and you not like it (laughs) so yeah that's totally okay would you ever listen to this again i would never put it on no but i wouldn't care if you put it on okay 
that's pretty much how everything has gone so far. Either no or that. I just don't care. Yeah. Nothing has grabbed you. Because you even said that you would listen to Stone Temple Pilots' first album after listening to Purple, and you have not done that once. No, but in my defense, I also haven't listened to any album that hasn't been part of the podcast in a long time. In a long time. I listen to a lot of audiobooks lately. Okay. That's fine. We are here, Sam. Well, I figured it out maybe about five, six minutes ago what we're going to be listening to this week. Okay. And it's a man who can only be described as a guy we've brought up before. Well, that could be anyone. And his name, as we call him, is Callus Pooper. Callus Pooper. That's what I call him because I used to hate him. But his name is actually <laughs> Vincent something. Alice Cooper. We're listening to Alice Cooper's Love It to Death. I think you've actually heard this album before because okay. I used to listen to it all the time. I think so as well. It is nine tracks. It's this, not going to be a long one. This will, has karaoke songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got a whole selection. That's, you probably might have heard of all these songs. The spider is coming at me. What's the end of the show? He knows what's going on. He's going to attack me. The end of the clothes He's, is going to jump onto your face. He has said, I've listened to this entire thing. I think what you guys do is bullshit. I'm not into you guys it. Suck at this. You have been talking shit about me and how you want to kill me this whole time and spray chemicals on me. Not me. I love you, buddy. And you and me to the end. So he came closer to me and he stopped because I called him out on his shit. But oh, whoop! Now he's moving. He's moving around right. again. So I think we Listen need to, to get Cooper. the fuck out of here. Love it to death. Listen oh. to it. All right. Listen to it. Will do. And S- subscribe to our podcast and tell people. And in the meantime. Before the spider attacks me, I'm going to get out of here as fast as I can. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Go review our podcast, fuckface. You know, let us know what you think. I'm back because it's kind of going more towards Sam. I'm going to get that spider right now. Oh, my God, it's a jumping spider. I really hope it jumps. He's getting the spider. He's standing up on the desk, guys. What's happening? Please don't smash him in that. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you fell. Did you break it? Did you just break a guitar? Yes, I just broke an acoustic guitar. Nuh uh. Yes. Did your foot go through it? It's fine, that guitar was already sorted. Oh my I'm god. Yeah. You still have it, right? Yeah. The spider is uh, actually in a grinder, so hopefully he doesn't grind the spider before he gets it outside. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.